welcome to the Worthy Woman Collective, a podcast designed to revolutionize the way we understand self-worth. I'm your host, Tara Kinden, and my work is in aligning women with their authentic selves and personal power. In the collective we discover, our worth comes from within. You aren't worthy because of your looks, your money, or your status. You're worthy because you've learned or are learning to love who you are right here and right now. Join me weekly as we pop some champs to celebrate this life and all that we already are. Well, hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Worthy Woman Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Tara Kinden, and today's episode is sponsored by my upcoming masterclass, The Worth Code. All the details are below in the show notes, but this is going to be a revolutionary, beautiful masterclass, two hours dedicated to you to learn about unlocking your self-worth code within your human design chart. It is going to be extensive, it is going to be juicy, and there are going to be so many beautiful bonuses. So again, all the details are below in the show notes, and I hope to see you in that masterclass. So let's dive into today's episode. I am so grateful that we have one of my friends and someone who I trust explicitly when it comes to learning all things about astrology. So please let me introduce my gal pal, Dominique Haramio, and she is the owner and founder of Nurturing Astrology. She also has her own line of clothing, which will link all of this, of course, in the show notes. So in today's episode, she's going to talk to us about the sun, the moon, and your rising signs. Okay, so this helps you really have an understanding of how to see this for yourself and see this in your child so that when you're working or in relationships, periods, doesn't even need to be just a child, but that you have a comprehensive understanding of how that person operates with their astrological chart. Now, Dominique's been doing this for over 20 years. And she has been studying all things metaphysical and spiritual. She's been on a spiritual journey herself for probably longer than that. And she found astrology to be the tool that really clicked for her and helped her understand herself at such a fundamental level and gave her the permission to kind of express herself in the ways she knew she wanted to, but wasn't quite sure how to put it all together. So astrology kind of clicked all the pieces in place and off she went. And now she's providing so many amazing readings to all kinds of people across the globe, including myself. I've done a couple of different readings with her. One is a personal reading and she did my family's The Power of Three. And she's going to talk about The Power of Three in today's episode. So I know you're going to love it. You're going to love her and all this juicy information. And another little thing before we get going, I wanted to say, because I'm so excited, is Dom and I get on like a house on fire. So we thought, hey, we should be incorporating all this information about astrology and human design and putting these pieces together for people in an episode 
at least once a month, if not twice a month. So that is our mission and our plan going forward. And we'd love your feedback on this one. Tell us what you think, what you love, and what you'd like to hear even more of. So without further ado, here is today's special episode. Welcome, ladies, to another edition of the Worthy Woman Collective podcast. But this is a special one. This is a sister session with my girl, Dominique Haramio. And I am so proud of myself because for the last 10 minutes, I've been butchering the pronunciation of this. (laughs) I got it. So we're good. So let me introduce you to her. She is the founder of nurturingastrology.com. And how we met was I was looking to have a reading done and she was referred to me. And honestly, since we met, it's been like a house on fire. We have dates every week and it's so lovely. I'm so grateful Zoom exists because without Zoom, I wouldn't be able to have these kind of powerful friendships and connections in places that I can't even visit right now. And I'm a little afraid to visit right now. The United States of America is not someplace I'm ready to go at this moment. But all my friends who live there, you're welcome to come here. If you come Yay. To so Dom, just talk to us, tell us a little bit about you, your business, like your specialty and, you know, fill us in on all the goodness of what you do for people. For sure, for sure. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be doing this with you. Um, So for me, I came to astrology because I'm an Aquarius sun and I've always been a seeker. I've always loved astrology. And even though I sought through a lot of different things, astrology was the thing that sort of connected all the dots for me about myself, first and foremost. And then I started, you know, looking at my family's charts and all this stuff, and it just blew my mind wide open to understand my parents. And then it just allowed me to make choices then to have better relationships with them based on knowing how they were built and different from me. And then all of a sudden I was like, you know, getting married and having a baby, which I never thought I would, right? My life was like, yeah, and then- (laughs) Another connection. Yeah, for sure. But I was like, a light bulb went off and I was like, oh my gosh, I can know this stuff about my child, like before he even arrives, the potentials, the chart, you know? So it just blew it all up for me. So I I started studying like maybe 15 years ago. I mean, really went on this journey for myself, doing readings and all that stuff. So I was doing a lot of readings, but then when I had a baby, it just all became about parenting because I just couldn't believe how priceless this was you know and if parents really understood their child from this perspective how what a difference it could make right so everything shifted when i had my son and i just went gangbusters into that of course i wanted to stay present for him so i was learning applying observing you know i was going through this experiment with him as i built my conscious parenting with astrology business and then once he got a little older and I had more free time, I was like, I have, I, I need a community. I need, to, I want to share the stuff I've learned, you know, and, and how it's made a difference. And so I went from sort of just that to focusing more on nurturing astrology because I'm a cancer rising and I want to nurture families and, and, uh, children, you know, parents to be better, um, parents best I can. And so, yeah, it's been the biggest focus in the last probably three to five years for, parenting. So I'm really growing this side of my business over the last few years because I created um, a power three line of baby onesies when Joseph was two or three. 
um, because I wanted to find this fun way to introduce astrology to new parents, you know, without scaring the heck out of them about what this stuff was, you know. So I created like the Bright Futures line for the sun and the security blankets for the moon and then first impressions for the rising. So everyone has like a cute little saying, but the tag was like the keepsake for the parent to introduce them to this, you know, great information that could support their parenting. So that was like my, my first big project. So and now Conscious Parenting with Astrology, the group is like taking off and building and I'm just and trying- that's your group on Facebook. So for those who don't yeah. know, you know, like we're gonna give you so much information today that your mind may explode a little, but just use this as the tipping point to going deeper into what feels correct, right, and true for you. And then join her group because when you join her group, you get, well, you get access to her first of all. And secondly, it's like the guidance you get is so loving and so nurturing and so supportive. And her whole mission is really, you know, she's here to help all of us grow, to become, you know, the best that we can be. And especially giving our kids more of like what they need, but then also like as they grow and learn, they're understanding more about us from this deep, deep level, which I don't think our parents even thought about these kind of things, you know? It didn't exist. Conscious parenting didn't exist but, when but our parents Astrology did. This is what blows yes, my mind. Yes, it did. Like, astrology did. And like elements of human design even did. And yes. it's amazing to me how, you know, like we've been dabbling in this work, you and I both for a long time. Like, I mean, I was first introduced to astrology probably when I was like 18 or 17. But I didn't, it was so expansive. It was way beyond... I was just interested in learning a little bit more about myself, but I seriously then didn't think it was as big of a deal as I know it to be now once I've had, you know, a proper reading and it being structured and me being like, oh, that's why I do that thing, right? So yeah. <clears throat> what I would love to do and hear from you is tell us about your power of three, tell us how this is, you know, a game changer for moms and how it can help put them in their power and their own worth. For sure. So I really believe that astrology can help us build self-worth for adults and children. With adults, it's, you know, we're already grown. So we, looking at our charts gives us that ability to reflect a little bit on our childhood and our upbringing and maybe kind of figure out where we weren't nurtured. Like you said, our parents didn't know this and, and most of them were in maybe survival mode. I know my mom was, you know, yeah. I got to raise two kids and that, that was it, food on the table, whatever. So you weren't maybe nurtured in the way that suited you best. And we, and then experiences and things built on that, we didn't, weren't necessarily, you know, feeling a lot of self-esteem or strong in who we were, or even knew who we were. So for, for adults, I think it's about looking back and accepting and understanding our story so then we can make choices and, and do it differently, right? And this is that deconditioning process that we yes. talk about with human design. So you can see like the beauty of us being able to like collab and work together is like where Dom's going to bring us through, you know, like how do the planets in transit really affect? affect us and like go deep into like there's so much but it's like how can we decondition what we didn't get and what we did get that wasn't right yeah because your experiences through life send always you know we're drawn to things that end up validating the belief system that we've built right yeah. 
So then we have to go through making changes in maybe relationships or surroundings or whatever so that we're actually... changes. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Often they are. That's how transformation comes. Right. You know? So, and I truly believe that conscious parenting with astrology starts with us. Yes. You're always ultimately bringing it back to you, regardless of what you're learning about your child's chart. They're just a little seedling. You're just nurturing them along. You know, it's, that's one of the reasons, this is another podcast, but that's one of the reasons why I think a lot of astrologers don't really push uh, reading charts for children because there's this possibility of like putting them in a box or, you know, predicting them or, you know, what's going to happen and stuff. And it's really not about that for me. It's about knowing self and knowing your child, the differences, and then how we can nurture that relationship. You know, and so the, the family dynamics chart. So Dominique did this whole report for my family and it was like, this was after my own reading. Okay. So it's like all this just to know about myself. And then I'm like, now dynamically, how do we all work together? And it was like, oh my gosh, so much great, beautiful information that really was like, it's as simple as one, two, three, right? Yeah. These are the three things you really need to know. And this is how you guys can interact and like Absolutely. maybe go into, you want to talk to us about the moon first? Is that, yeah. yeah. Okay. And the reason why I, I start with the moon for two reasons. First of all, the moon is sort of that um, internal, intuitive, self-nurturing thing. It's what we do to feel safe naturally, instinctually. It's that fight or flight. And we, for the most part, we live there in our moon. You know, we aspire to the sun, but we live in our moon on a day-to-day, -day, you know? And for children, especially when they're young, like zero to seven, at least it's all about the moon. Uh -huh. So this is why going with the moon is really, really the first step, even before the sun, in my opinion, you know, because you understand, by understanding your child's moon, you really know what they need to feel safe and nurtured. And children are always trying to basically get their needs met, you know? So it's like they cry, they're hungry, you know, they're, and so when you're really even when they you know, don't speak, like I didn't, of course, that was one of the benefits of knowing Joe's, you know, astrology before he could speak to me, because I would know this child is going to be super sensitive. He may be crying for reasons he doesn't even understand, you know, yeah. and then I, that can be really confusing and frustrating for moms when they don't know how to soothe their child. Well, and they think they're doing something wrong. Like exactly. ultimately it's not about wrong or right. It's about like needs that you just don't understand. Right. I think that's why a lot of psychologists say just to hold just the, the act of holding and bonding with your child yeah. is, is everything. Cause it's just that need to feel safe, you know? So when, so if you, you know what you need instinctually to feel safe, knowing what your child needs, you're then building confidence in them because you're like, Oh, I can do this. I'm getting my needs met. Right. And you don't realize until retrospect that you're actually supporting building like emotional intelligence because when they get older, you can then explain to him, you know, them that they, this is how you feel. And it may be different, you know, how you get, you're a little bit more sensitive than other kids, or, you know, you might easily get your feelings hurt, but it teaches them, or it allows you to teach them how to accept other people and how they feel and what they need. And their needs may be very different from yours. And I mean, it isn't that everything? Respect and honor their own feelings and that it's okay if you're more emotional because that's just how you're built. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And it was, it's important for 
them not to judge themselves for being sensitive and for us to be hard on them for having feelings. You well, know? I mean, how many times do you hear a parent say, or, ha you know, maybe not so much as openly now, but like before, boys don't cry, stop crying. What are you crying about? There's no need to cry. Meanwhile, it's like, that is actually a need that they have and they're expressing yes. whatever is going on for them. And especially, you know, watery boys or more sensitive boys, you know, the society we live in. And then, you know, even my, my husband is a cancer and he's a sensitive guy, but he also kind of leads with that masculine macho thing, you know, like most men do. And he's I was sad though, that, like, that, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, that though. But it's still great as a tool for, for married couples and for parents co-parenting yes. because I can say objectively, you don't say, oh, you're, you're parenting him wrong or don't do that or you get in a fight. You can say, look, this is how he's built. He's sensitive. He's going to cry and he's not going to change. That's how, you know, he is. You yeah. can, but the more confidence he has, and this was something that I, you know, I knew he'd be super sensitive and emotional, but I, wanted to teach him sort of boundaries. It's the biggest thing for Pisces too. And, just, and once you know your own worth, you can deal with your surroundings. People are teasing you or stuff happens and you're like, it just seems to bounce off Joe now because I feel he knows who he is and he's been yes. loved and nurtured in a way well, that his sensitivity is okay. If nobody, if you get nothing else out of this, it's like, <laughs> know that the whole goal here is to make them understand how valuable they are and how unique they are and how that honoring and following every yeah. inkling that they get, it's like really helping to, to nurture them, right? But yeah. also don't we feel so much better and confident about ourselves and our ability to parent when we can help them feel whole? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and a lot of um, parents who have safe kids with fiery moons. I mean, they're just like, it's a lot to take sometimes. Yeah. And if you're a, you're a sensitive mom, you know, if you're a water sign or something, then it might be a lot for you. But if you understand that that fire and that passion, you know, how to nurture that so that it frees you up from thinking I can't control this kid or he can't control his motor, whatever it is, you're giving him the ability to feel confident who he is. Yeah. And that, you know, fire is great because ultimately that's gonna be something that propels him. That's gonna give him confidence when he's older. It may seem like, you know, wild emotions are very passionate or, you know, um, outwardly expressed in a way that's strong. And you may, you gotta be careful not to wanna shut that down because that that passion is gonna make is gonna help him go far. <laughs> because he's gonna have to decondition that later if you screw yeah, right now. <laughs> so, okay. What else do we need to know about the moon? I mean, there's so much, right? But yeah. maybe even just using, well, the example, like you got examples of the boys. So we're using the boys as our examples. Yes, absolutely. Um, like I said, I, I know that jo I knew Joseph would be, you know, quite sensitive with a Pisces. Actually, he's an uber Pisces, sun, moon. He's also like got Mars, Mercury. <laughs> so he's all like, in Pisces. Yeah, he has like six planets in Pisces. So I knew I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna have to definitely take a deep dive into this," you know. <laughs> and I'm more of an I'm an air mom, so I thought, "Oh my god, my logic is gonna be lost on this child. I'm not gonna be able to talk to him." But I, this is the thing that comes with observation and, and knowing the chart is like he's super sensitive, but all that Pisces falls in a house ruled by Aquarius. 11. Mm. So he actually, when he's ready and feels good, he actually does talk and he does share his feelings. 
you know. Um, but when they're young, you know, you just sometimes you just gotta hold them. Sometimes, yeah. you know, hug is just all you need. Um, but yeah, and even with Hunter, like Hunter is um, a Capricorn moon, yeah. right? So how have you, how do you observe his needs? I mean, this is an earth sign, you know? So he might be a little bit more reserved, a little bit more, you know, quiet. Well, anyone who saw Hunter growing up, it's like boss baby. <laughs> so he literally, I mean, he didn't get hair until he was two and a half. And he literally, every photo, he's like this. <laughs> you should see his passport photo. He looks like this. Oh, that's so I'm like, okay, boss baby, where are we going? So he, you know, sometimes more so now he's way more expressive, but definitely like he was, a, he was, a, he's a serious kid. He's yeah. very serious business. And like, he's full sentence business. Like, this is what you did. What did he say the other night? Oh, when I put him to sleep, putting him down, it was like, he doesn't like you to leave. Right. So he's like, Dwayne says, how was your evening? He says, well, he says, you could have made it, it was a, it was poor choices going down. He says, you made poor choices putting me down. What? Like what? I mean, the he thing, is a little adult. He's a little Definitely. adult, which yeah. is, I mean, I'm appreciative that he can communicate the things that are happening, but I'm just like, where did you even hear that? That is so funny. Oh yeah. He's, he's totally am. But also, um, a Capricorn moon child needs a certain amount of structure and needs to know what, what's happening and what the plan is. And you know what I mean? So there's, it's, it's very different than, you know, a child that's just sort of um, like Joseph, who's more sensitive or just he, he's um, maybe a little bit more needy. You know, you're, you're like, you say, he's like a little man, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but it's like, oh, so what's the plan here today? Or what are we doing? Totally. And I was like, totally yeah. adulting. It's like, shows me his belly the other goes my tummy is hungry now <laughs> okay well we'll eat like we definitely have a lot of structure and that was one thing that i really appreciated as a kid and i mean he seems to appreciate it so we just go with it sometimes with a capricorn moon you might have to actually remind him to have a little fun you know you are a kid i know you feel like an adult already but you're only five you know or whatever yeah. like have some fun and and that may be you know because they grow up really fast and if he's already feels like an adult you want him to be able to break loose and you know look you i love that you're responsible and you feel like you need to be responsible but here just just play you know you don't, you're not responsible for this. Mommy is like, have a good time, you know, right. or allow him to be, you know, here, you can be responsible for this. This is your domain and give him empower that sense of boss because that's going to come in handy down the line. Right. Yeah. But let him, you know, that seriousness, maybe, you know what I mean? Let, let reminding him. Yeah, to be no, don't worry. He's wild. He can have this wild, <laughs> wild man side. Oh, no. Serious. Just <laughs> Okay. Uh, so hopefully this is making sense to everyone listening. And now let's move into, is there anything else you feel like you need to share? I think we talked that? about the, some of the uh, examples and stuff. We can dive into the moon and we can always, you know, do a wrap up if we need to. Okay. Cool. A little bit, you know, it's definitely a lot more fun because the, I mean the sun rather, because the sun is what lights us up, what energizes us, what makes us feel alive and passionate and I always call the uh, sun the journey to becoming, which can take your whole life. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. journey of becoming is sort of un unending, right? It's always a process. But I think understanding the child's sun 
and knowing what lights them up, you have the ability to see um, and guide them in ways that they can really excel and find joy and happiness, you know? I knew that, for example, again, that Joseph was going to be extremely creative or drawn to creative things as a Pisces. I didn't know if it was music or dance or, you know, what he might be into or art, but sometimes he everyone's like, oh, Pisces are always artistic in some way. So I thought, well, you know, let's sort of, but still he was such a boy monster yeah. trucks, dinosaurs, you know what I mean? So he was still a boy, but you could see <clears throat> that he was drawn to certain things where even in those things, he was had a creative imagination, you know what I mean? So, uh, but I exposed him to music class and we did mommy and me music class together, which was awesome and so fun, um, which he loved. And, you know, tried to get him into some piano when he got a little older, didn't care for that. Too much structure, he needs, you know, he needs balance. No, 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 no. Didn't work. He's like, yeah, I don't want to continue that. I said one day, I was like, hey, how about we try an art class? Do you feel like taking like a, because he loved to draw, loved to color. But I was like, would you like to learn about art? And he was like, yeah, I'll try it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, after one class, he came out beaming and oh, he has awesome. loved it. And he's been in art class for the last two years. And I was blown away because I couldn't believe the skill he actually showed in that first class. And I was like, oh, there it is. Also, my grandpa was the last artist in, in my family, so we're like, it skipped a few generations. Maybe it landed in Joe. Well, so just so you know, in the human design structure, they hmm. the children get their um, their coding from the grandparents. Oh, fascinating! Yeah, the maternal, the maternal. Yeah. Spot. Mm -hmm. that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. It's very fascinating. Yeah, so I was like, I'll, every time I saw him, you know, doing art, I thought I couldn't help think of my grandpa. I was yeah. like, this is so great, you know, that, that someone in our family has like picked this up, you know? Well, so, I think but I, is a thing, like we get coding yeah. from, right? I mean, it's very interesting to think about, but we yeah. actually, when, so when your grandmother had your mother, your mother, uh, the eggs for you would have been in your grandmother technically because they, right? Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. So all of this coding, it's just like it, it, the epigenetics yeah. coding carries on. It's fascinating. But yeah, absolutely. Like for, for the sun, knowing your child's sun, you can, you know, sun sign is everywhere. Everybody, you know, shares about the sun. When people so, see horoscopes, they only see sun yeah the sun i always tell people when you read your horoscope also read your rising sign if you know it and sometimes you can even re read the moon if you want but definitely the rising because when they say so and so this planet is lighting up your house of relationships you know well it might not be for you because you may not be that rising sign so whenever you know when you write horoscopes that it's always like the sun is in the first so I always encourage people to read their rising. I was like, now you're going deep, too deep. Yeah. People are like, anyway, sticking <laughs> with the sun. And, uh, but definitely this helps you build their worth in terms of supporting and introducing them to things that they would identify naturally or enjoy. And you know, like them. Yeah, absolutely. Like a little Virgo wants to help around the house or like build stuff, you know, and then your Geminis, I mean, they want to just you've got to give them freedom to just explore and read and anything that they're interested in, let them go, you know, and they're, and know that they're going to have a hard time picking just one thing, you know, they're going to want a variety that that's, that's something. So there's, um, there's like so much you learn about the sun sign can guide a parent into just sort of 
knowing openly, you know, what you can do to encourage. There's a lot of great things that help kids along the way, even with like a Pisces. I was worried that yeah, everyone says Pisces are lazy, you know, or, or things like that. And I worried about that. We got him into, um, and he's an only child, we would get him into sports. So he started playing baseball. And you get all these great benefits when kids are in sports, right? Yeah. But for, for um, this, this, you know, Pisces child, it really helped him physically and, and be, you know, active and his energy, you know? So there's a lot of good pluses that I think whenever you give children an opportunity to do something they can excel at, they're building confidence. They feel really good about themselves. I mean, you know? the idea with knowing this isn't that you put them in a box. Like you say, no. people are afraid to do this reading, but it's more like to see, okay, well, they may be more pulled towards this direction. So encourage that and see right. what within that, you know, umbrella might speak to them. Like, cause when you talked about Hunter and his, um, he's like a cancer son, right? And you had asked about him, you know, cooking or doing things like this. He loves, actually, absolutely loves preparing foods and is the most amazing little baker. He, he, him and Dwayne do baking all the time. It's like so yeah. cute and he just loves it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And he's, I mean, he has a cancer son. So also he's loved going to, he's going to love doing those things with you guys, with yeah. his family, with, you know, I mean, cancer is their family is everything. And being with them lights them up. So doing things with them and that, and also that Capricorn moon is nurtured by cooking. Oh yeah, we can put this, all the ingredients and we do this, you put something together. And at the end you have this awesome cake, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you see that you're absolutely not trying to put them in a box. It's just understanding the essence of that energy and what kind of things that particular sign is drawn to or would enjoy and you, and you give, that's the option of giving them some options and seeing what they are then drawn to, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know that certain, you know, water signs are not necessarily going to be competitive, you know? So, I mean, that competitive streak, you know, some, and also you have the family and the experiences and, and a lot of families, it's like, well, we're, we're a sports family. And so you're going to do this. And then that poor child feels completely like he doesn't fit in or mm -hmm. she doesn't fit in because she's not competitive. She might try and bake it or, you know, do her best. Well, and then this is where you can see how people create stories and different identities that aren't actually who they are. So it's like, right. and a lot of, you know, coaches are talking about, well, being authentic. Well, it's, you have a lot of breaking down walls with people like that who have built an identity based on something that's not even something they wanted. Right. Right. And as you get older and older, I mean, that's harder to Decondition from it's so much it's so much work there's so many there's a big that big follow of uh, that thing about reparenting i mean it, that's what it's about going back and realizing oh well i i grew up this way in this type of household and it didn't suit me you know another thing in parenting and de child development is they call it a goodness of fit so does the household the dynamic of the home actually suit the child you know mm -hmm. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. This is where I feel like understanding yourself and your, and your partner, your co-parent, your husband, whoever, and your child or children, having that information, like even the seedlings, just the sun, moon, and rising, without even going all the way into the depths of astrology, really just gives you some nuggets in your back pocket that can change everything. Yeah, communication, right? Even between communication partners. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And mercury is that extra one that absolutely could go into, but often because, and this is a sidebar, but often mercury because of his orbit is pretty close to the sun. So often mercury is in the same sign as the sun. Yeah. It's you know, the same it's with the gates in human design. Yeah. So it doesn't go too far. So you're, you're still can be speaking like you're going to get a lot out of the way someone communicates by understanding their sun and their moon just as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a deeper level in terms of processing information and things like that. If you get into mercury so you can still get a nice you know foundation of understanding and that's all it is for new moms is get get this just sort of foundation of what my kid needs what they'll really enjoy make them happy and feel good and then observe then pay attention you know yeah and then, and then trusting your intuition you know like especially if they're younger they're needing they're looking to you for the guidance so it's like trust yourself enough to be like yeah, why don't you try this? Why don't yeah, you try that? I have this uh, great story. I was talking to another mom in my group the other day, and she said she's a, a son, a little girl who is an Aquarius son. And she said she walked over and picked up a, a UPS slip off the floor, right? And she came over with a little pen, and she said, I think she was like maybe three or four. And she said, Mommy, will you sign my petition? And she was like, now I would have engaged her. I would have totally like went with it anyway. But immediately I was like Aquarius. Like this is totally <laughs> Aquarian in her. You know, she's already, you know, wanting to fight for a cause. She's already got, I was like, oh my gosh, I love that story. You know, it's priceless. So when a mom knows that, she, it, she doesn't just count it off as, oh, how cute was that? Right. She goes, oh. I'm seeing this expression, the potential, in her. The potential of the potential yes. of this little future, you know, crusader or like, you know, trendsetter or, you know, um, so you know, she, who knows, you know, so she's, it, she sees that. And then I go, yeah. So if she gets into school and all of a sudden she's like, mom, I'm going to like raise, you know, money for this cause or that cause, you know, all right, she's really like moving into Aquarius nature and embracing that and loving that. And so you can support it even more knowing and feel better about it, knowing that you're actually like supporting who she is, you know, and not, so that's where I say observing is, is really so important as a parent. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Okay. So now let's talk about the rising. Cause I don't think a lot of people talk about the rising, you know? Yeah. yeah it's uh. The rising sign is basically the sign that's on the eastern sunrise at the moment of birth. This is where time comes in. So if you don't know your time of birth, you might not know, you know, your actual rising. Um, but the, the rising sign is sort of the face of the chart. It's the, it's the doorway. It's the uh, rules the first house of identity. Who am I? It's how we meet the world. When That's why I call the baby line first impressions, because it's about a first impression. Yeah, when you meet someone... If you wanted to try and guess their sign, you might have a better chance of guessing their rising yeah, than their yeah. sign because it's what we lead with, you know, and how people see us upon a first meeting. Okay. So when that's really different than, a, than the rest of the chart or sun or moon, then you know that people may see your child and see you in a way that isn't a true reflection of who you are. Like if you have your son, a conjunct your first, you know, your ascendant in the first house, who you are, what you see, everybody sees that. Like there's, you know, but if it's totally different where you have a Pisces sun and a Taurus rising, you know, Taurus is 
you know, they're reliable, they're dependable, they're kind, they're loving, they're, they're um, stable, right? And not that emotional, just, you know, they so they present themselves as strong. And, um, and then if you have a Pisces sun or Pisces moon like my son, you're not gonna see all that sensitivity in there. You're not gonna see when his feelings are hurt. He may put on a good front or he may say, yeah, this is when he gets older, who knows? He may say, yeah, I'll do that with you. I'll be there and commit to something or someone and then get sidetracked and not show. You know what I mean? It's like, because he got pulled into something else, you know? So it's like understanding that, hey, you, you need, you made a commitment, you need to be there, you know? So the way that we're seen it's very different. People, I'm a, a cancer rising, so I'm seen as very motherly. <laughs> right, and, right. you know, and throughout my life, I was, you know, maybe too motherly. I had to like back off, you know, but I, I care too much. And people see my emotions. I do carry it on my face. It's hard for me to cover up how I feel, but I'm air mostly on the inside. You know, I have air uh, planets and water houses. So I'm thinking a lot about how I feel as opposed to just feeling it. And this is something I learned from my son. And this is where our, our understanding our children and why they, these children came to us. They came to teach us something always, right? So for me, I know it's about really just feeling what I feel as opposed to always having to think about it or overthinking what it means to just feel something. So there's this dynamic of what's happening inside. And okay, so now I'm like, Hunter explain stuff. my, knowing me and Hunter, explain the dynamic to me then. Okay, so you are um libra rising yep and you are a sag sun and a scorpio moon yeah right so we know you are lovely accommodator of everyone you are you are sweet you are kind you are accommodating um and you often put others before yourself inside you know you really have a deep need to get your needs met. And you may sacrifice those at times to make sure that everyone is good. You put on a brave face and like a, everything's good and we're all gonna get along and there's peace and harmony. But inside you could be really ticked off because things aren't really like feeling good to you, <laughs> you know? And then, or, or student, you know, you, or you have to really pay attention to when you're in a particular um, scenario or situation that, you really feel good about being there, you know, and safe and trusting to share because you need a certain amount of trust and safety, you know, and control, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. But that Libra still wants to be really accommodating. So you're always going to be accommodating first, you know, and with a uh, hunter, yeah. he is Scorpio rising and then his Capricorn moon and his Cancer sun. Right. So it's interesting because I call I call the um, I call the Scorpio Rising's little enigmas because it's very mysterious, the sign of, of Scorpio in a lot of respects. And so people may not know how to read him or take oh, yeah. him at first. All the you time. know, there's there's a certain amount of like guard up for safety reasons. And you've got that need for safety and, and, and caution in the moon as well. So people may have a hard time getting to know him because he's not gonna feel safe just being who he is. You'll see that at home, no problem, right? 
So if there's a misunderstanding between him and a uh, friend at some point, you can tell the child, is, the other child probably like, I don't understand. I don't, I, I'm just trying to do this. I don't understand you. And you can explain to Hunter like, you know, I understand you need to feel, you know, safe and maybe you don't trust the situation, but is he a good friend? Do you feel like you could, you know, maybe make up with him? Do you want to be his friend? You know, like allowing him to sort of, sort of nurture that. Look, I know you need to have a certain, to feel a certain way before you can enter a situation or a room or, you know, um, or to engage, you know, with the world. And maybe a little bit like, you know, I don't know if I feel safe, you know. So for you, knowing that, you can encourage him and also give him the benefit of the doubt. If he doesn't feel safe somewhere, oh, don't let him go. Always, yeah. You know, I always trusted that. I took mm -hmm. Joseph to several preschools, trying to check out preschools. And we went to this one place twice because I took him, you know, I went to check it out and then I went to this other thing there. And I took Joe there twice and both times he's like, I don't, and, and I was like, do you like the school? Do you have this? And he's like, no, no. And he was young. No. I was like, okay. And then I took him to an open house at this other one and he was lit up like a Christmas tree. So it's so, where I go. It's and I so like, interesting because if we add on, now we don't want to go here too much, but if we yeah. add on the element of like the open G in your human design chart, oh, yeah. let's go there. Those are location people. So if they like, so for example, if, a hunter has a defined G, so he knows who he is, he's comfortable in himself, and that's growing and learning, right? It's, it's still being developed. But anyone who has an open G center has this... Um, oh, they, Joseph they, has a closed G. They question their lovability, and location is a big, the big thing. So it's just an extra layer to think about, like, if you have that open G center in the middle, like location you need to be with the right people at the right time and if you're not you need to leave like you, you need to honor that it's not right and it, you you got to go well it looks like joseph has a, a closed g you you've uh you know i've got his right there it looks like he has a, cl a closed g center define is colored in right oh define yes it's colored yeah. in yeah, and I mean, like, to be honest, too, when they're younger, they're still trying to figure out who they are. So it could just be, like, yeah. part exactly. of the process, right? Well, we know that kids are naturally just instinctive. And, they, and again, moon first, because they run on their instinction, their in intuition, first and foremost, right? Yeah. So what happens as we get older, that gets is suppressed. We start not trusting ourselves. We don't trust our instincts, or we don't trust our intuition, maybe because of experiences or things that have happened. Yeah. So it's again, nurturing that moon. It's really nurturing their, their style, their, their way of nurturing themselves or, or instinctually, you know, uh, guiding, you know, feeling their way through life and how they uniquely do that. So yeah, because you're, I always, how many parents, I mean, I second guess myself all the time. Well, it's interesting. Like, I mean, kids. I think kids don't actually develop their aura until they're seven. So they're they're like open sponges until Ooh. they're seven. So That's imagine how impressionable you know they are. And actually, I heard this one um, description. I thought it was so awesome. It was like, well, how impressionable are kids depending on different circumstances and experiences? And the woman said, you know, look at a bag of flour place your hand on the bag of flour and take it off. Is there an imprint? That's what happens to the kid. And this isn't just about like 
only big conversations, even little, like they're just so impressionable. They're so open. They're so receptive and they're so tuned in that they're just like, they take everything that is being said for truth. And, and what kind of fear does that put in a parent, a new parent? I mean, you, we talk about new parenting, you know, being a parent is scary, but for conscious parents, it's like, they know already that, that everything they do is going to make an impression. And, and so you have to like, this is another thing where like, when you learn about the chart or you start doing research online and you hear things or you read things that are negative, if you will, and you start freaking out, oh my child's gonna be that. you have to take a deep breath and, and understand that first of all, you are ready or a step ahead if you're taking this approach to really knowing yourself, 100%. knowing your child, knowing your differences, and consciously making choices every day to do your best to nurture them. I mean, in some regards, it doesn't really matter. We're going to screw them up. They're going to have some issues. We're human. You know, we're human. We're all doing the best we can with what what we know. Yeah. The faster we can acknowledge the fact that like, okay, even if you know all of the things, there's still going to be something that gets triggered. There's going to be some weirdo planet trans. Yeah. Or just an experience that, that hits them from the outside world that, you know, you have no control over, you have no control over. And I think that's a big part of it is conscious parenting is also being aware that we're all doing the best we can with what we know. And astrology is just a powerful tool to know our child, to know ourselves in a, in a very unique way that is specific to them. And then it's, and then there's still subjectivity. You're still who you are. You know what I mean? So you're, there's still things I see in my son that are very much me or very much my husband, you know? And so you are going to make impressions, you know? Yes. And it's just by the nature of who you are. But still, if you're aware of the differences, you know, I mean, I, I, Joseph is so sensitive and kind and loving and I love his sensitive sensitivity and I envy it because I, I, I wish I could feel the way he feels, you know, and, and experience life in the way he does. When I'm frustrated with that, that I, I'm like, come on, let's do this. I don't know. Come on, you know, or, or repeating myself constantly because, it, you know, when I get frustrated, I have to remember, okay, this child just, you know, he just does life different. I just got to take a chill. I check myself before I wreck myself. And, and, and like the number one line at this house. <laughs> before I create a problem that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. 100%. You know? So it's, uh, I mean, it's fascinating to me. It's always, I do believe that it's made a difference. I just fundamentally, fundamentally believe that knowing my child simply like that story, like just knowing when he cried or when I'd ask him why he was upset and he didn't know, instead of being like, well, how can you not know you're crying? I would be like, it's okay. Let me just hold you. Because I know as a Pisces, he feels everything. Yeah. Who knows? He might not know why the heck he's crying or feels hurt or sad. So it's like, okay, look, we've already, an hour has passed and we have talked about, you know, and we could go on for more hours, a lot more hours. For sure, for sure. The beauty of this, you know, surfacing these three most important elements is like just knowing these could give you a little bit of hope and liberation to understanding more about yourself because you're not just your sun sign. That's right. (laughs) So much more to you. And um, if you have compassion 
for self and other and compassion for your partner, compassion for your child. I think the biggest thing is you want you want as a parent to feel that you're that you're truly um, confident in your choices and even recognizing that sometimes you're not going to be that, that you're not going just, to always doing be. a good job that everything yeah. you're doing it's if you're listening to this podcast you're already like the one percent because you know what i mean like <laughs> not everyone is doing this work on this deep level and i applaud you for that because you know, this isn't easy. It's not easy to acknowledge like, oh yeah, there were some elements in my own upbringing that were not great. And like, uh, now I'm doing things in a certain way that I wish I wasn't. But like the understanding and the knowledge of that alone is enough to set the new path. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not about blaming either. You know, I'm, I don't blame my parents for who I am. You know what I mean? I still chose them if you believe in that, right? Yep. So I don't, it's not about blaming. It's about recognizing, oh, this is my story. This is what's brought me here. I wouldn't change one thing about where I am right now. So how can you not have love and compassion and, and appreciation for the journey and the parents you had? You get to rewrite the story. This is the other beautiful piece. It's like, you get to choose what tomorrow looks like. You get to choose today in the moment, what you want to do yeah. about the thing that's happening. Astrology helped me separate and myself from my family and my parents in a way, because in Aquarius, I always felt like I didn't fit in anyway, right? Mm -hmm. And so embracing my originality and who I am and being able to have, well, I can have great relationships with each of these people in my family, but I, I know who I am now and it's okay that I'm different from them or that we have different views or, you know, are built differently. And then I can choose how I want that relationship to be. And it's the same thing with a child. You have, you know, a choice here. You understand how your child's built, you know from your work how how you're built and then you just go hey and and have that in your back of your mind live your life enjoy it and have those tools and those tips in the back of your mind about the astrology you don't even have to look every day you're in your life you see you'll start to see it and experience it and there's just so many benefits to be able to stop in that moment and go oh okay i, I don't need to freak out about this it's just the energy of the day you know and it's a tough time for everybody. Think about this time. How stressful has this time been for parents, right? So I've been trying to promote in the group, you know, a lot of self-care, a lot of self-care for parents so that they can have more patience with their children, especially during Mars retrograde, right? And all these heavy transits to have more patience and compassion for what everyone's experiencing, including our children. You know, and the beauty of using, like I was just uh, recorded a podcast earlier today that was just all about like how to utilize this electric energy that's, that's buzzing through. I mean, we can choose to name it however we want, but I prefer to call the next couple of weeks to be very electric. Okay. So how do we harness that electric buzz and turn it into something creative? Yeah. How can we turn that energy into like not only doing the self-care practices, but like expressing ourselves in ways that are very um, beautiful and expansive. And it doesn't need to be, you know, really complicated. It can be simple and you have fun with, get down on your hands and knees with your kid and like build a little wooden tower or whatever it is, bake some cookies, do something. I think this whole time, I think that's been one of the benefits of this year, as messed up as it is, is so many families are getting an opportunity to really bond with their kids because yeah. they're always off at work in new ways. So at the same time, it can be frustrating juggling work and their school and all that stuff. 
there's, there's moments and I'm sure every family's had them where you're just like the quality time is priceless that you've been able exactly. to have and the bond and the kids are probably like, Oh my God, mom and dad are home all the time. You know? and, they're, and they're having your undivided attention. I mean, we're so distracted by our phones and we're not giving the kids the attention that they need. Not yeah. by just, it's so unconscious. Yeah. Right. It's so unconscious that the, what did somebody call it? The doomsday scrolling. <laughs> It's true, right? Yeah. A lot of self-care is limiting that back. <laughs> Turning it off. Two months. I took a two-month break, two-month hiatus, and it was the best thing I ever did for my soul. So envious. So envious. So, yeah, it was good. <laughs> okay, listen, so we're going to wrap it up. We, I'm, obviously, this was so amazing. We're going to have you back because yeah, I feel like you just need to be our resident astrological voice. Oh, I love the it. The voice of Dom. <laughs> the voice of Dom. <laughs> Better than the doom. <laughs> voice of dumb, not doom. Voice of dumb. Love it. Yeah, it. I, would, oh I would love to. It'd be great. Yeah, this is just our, you know, our initial, you know, fun. This is, launch, this is the launch pad. Okay, so where can people find you? What's your website? Nurturingastrology.com. And you have a link to your clothing on there as well. Yeah, absolutely. My Etsy store is Duality and Beyond, but there's also, you can get to that through the website as well. I'm going to put and the links then, in the bottom uh, of the podcast too, just so that people can find them really okay, quickly. Cool. Yeah. And in then the uh, Conscious Parenting with Astrology, that's the name of the group. You can, you know, a lot of people have just been Googling um, and coming across the group and joining. And uh, so that's been growing and we're trying to do more talks in there and uh, share more information. I do like a Q&A Tuesday. I do like a working with the chart Wednesday, pick some aspect that we can maybe dive in together. So it's growing and I'm trying to do more. And, and she uh, has an excellent newsletter that is okay. very detailed and you will <laughs> love it. It is yeah. so juicy, so good. And you are so amazing. You're We're actually doing, um, I've been doing this project for a long time. Uh, I'm writing the Conscious Parenting Guide for a children's book series. That's been in the works for a long time, but we are looking to um, publish our first one by the end of the year. I think the preview book. So I write the parenting guide for that. So that'd be really great for kids. It's a great story called Little Crab Finds a Friend. It's an awesome journey and it really gives uh, parents the introduction to the sun sign and how you can nurture your child by the sun and some fun tips and stuff. So I'm really proud of that. And I'm hoping that that, uh, you know, 2021, that gets to birth. And you'll well. be the first ones to hear about it as soon as it's ready yeah. for purchase. But listen, you want to follow Dom. She's amazing. She's got lots of great information for all of you. And we will have her back soon. So I just want to thank her so mm. much for sharing her wisdom. Sure. Love and you, girl. I appreciate you having me. Yes, babe. Okay. <laughs> Hang tight. Bye. You and thank me are going to keep chatting. And there you have it, folks. So what did you think? Did you love it as much as we loved recording it? I cannot wait to keep bringing these to you because I know that they are so helpful and very eye-opening, especially if you're newer to human design and you're newer to astrology, or even if you have some experience in either one of these areas, these systems together provide a powerful insight into how we experience energy from the planets transiting as well as what's in our natal charts and our human design chart. It is a beautiful thing and I'm so grateful that you spent this time with us. Thank you for listening, sharing all your love and ideas and all of the beautiful conversations that are happening after the show in the Worthy Woman Collective in our Facebook group, which is also linked below. If you are not a member yet, 
you should join because you get access to our question and answer period, which is every single Friday. And if you're on my newsletter, you get access to discounts, special opportunities, and Zoom links for some very awesome conversations. So thanks again for listening today, and I look forward to seeing you in my masterclass. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone.